Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, I thought it would be difficult to top Monday's Democratic National Convention, at least the end, when uh, some guy in a dress came out and lip-synced Buffalo Springfield. Um, but they came close. Last night, i got to admit, I was mildly entertained when AOC, in her 90-second speech, endorsed the wrong guy. And will Bill Clinton, on the day... We saw pictures of him getting a massage from a sex slave. Uh, talked about how uh, how uh, Trump has soiled the Oval Office. That was pretty good. But And, of course, at the end, when Joe Biden came out and said he's the husband of Joe Biden, you got to enjoy all that. But uh, I think my favorite part was Liz Warren caucusing with the Indians. You can't make this stuff up. More of it tonight. Looking forward to tonight. We'll preview it. We'll recap it with our guy, Tom Shattuck. Also, um, Charlotte Hornets, play-by-play announcer, uh, tweeted out the N-word by accident. We'll tell you um, how that's going for uh, Mr. Falk. That's the poor guy's name, Mr. John Falk. Not going well. Uh, We'll get into all that with Shattuck. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, brought to you, as always, by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, and no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They'll even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA membership required. Okay, Callahan, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, this is how you know, this is how you know that the Democrat convention, the virtual convention, it's not a real convention. Everything's on tape, which is unfortunate. We need raw Biden. Biden on tape just doesn't get the job done. But here's how you know it's it's mildly entertaining. Um you have to check when you hear who's coming up and what their uh, what their role is. You have to double check because it doesn't sound serious. It sounds like a joke. I swear to God, when I heard Elizabeth Warren was speaking, was participating in the Native American caucus, the Indian caucus, I thought it was another Babylon Bee onion kind of thing. And... When I saw the photo of Bill Clinton getting a massage from one of Epstein's <laughs> sex slaves, and I had to go check. I said, is he really speaking? Are they allowing this pig, this absolute sexual predator, to speak as part of tonight's convention? That's what I did yesterday, yesterday afternoon. I'm, I'm like, this can't be. They can't be marching Bill Clinton out there in the Me Too mo- uh, era to speak about decency in the Oval Office. I'm telling you, the unintentional laughs have been there. Two days in, I got to give the uh, Democrats two thumbs up because they have kept me mildly entertained. I don't know about you, Shattuck, but I'm I'm blown away that Liz Warren is part of the Native American caucus. I really hope that you will join us in fighting for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and in supporting the Democrats so that we can all continue our work for Indian country. It is more important <laughs> now than ever. Well, remember, Terry, she, that's the Native American caucus, but 
she claimed on her Texas uh, bar application that she wasn't just a Native American. She was an American Indian. So I think that technically she's more Native American than them, according to her. And really, I mean, she has had a good partnership with Native Americans. She's only culturally appropriated their identity for her own, for her own gain for, for, I guess, 40 years. So I guess the cookbook yeah, was in the right. And, and, I mean, she's there because she lied about her identity, she, uh, her ethnicity. She wouldn't be there. She wouldn't be in the Senate. She wouldn't have been a presidential candidate. And you know what's amazing to me? That, listen to that voice. Listen to this, this person whose whole life is a lie. And she, she, she could have been president. She could have been vice president. I'm amazed that anybody would ever vote for her just listening to her. You want more of that? You want to hear that voice? You want to see this, this 100% phony up there uh, on a daily basis in power? You want this person? I'll, I'll, never, I'll never stop being disappointed and amazed at my fellow Massachusetts voters. I cannot believe anybody. I know she finished third. I know she was summarily rejected by voters in the primary, but she's a senator. People, a million people, whatever, voted for her. But she gets, <laughs> by the way, she, she, well, takes the digital stage tonight, right? I know. Oh, she, true. Yes, that tonight's her big, this is her big night. Yesterday was just a little preview, you know? Oh, you know, yesterday, I, I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I checked. I said, this can't be. I tweeted that out. I said, this has to be a joke. She's been exposed. I hate to break it to the Boston Globe who carried her water for a decade, who, who tried to help her with this lie, you know, tried to uh, do whatever, do her bidding and show that she was indeed a Native American because she had high cheekbones and her, and her, I mean, she lied about her own parents. Um, and the Globe tried to, you know, get, get, cover it up and help her, but it was exposed thanks to the Herald, thanks to Howie Carr, thanks to. Uh, a number of other people. I mean, she's a liar. It is a lie. She's not Native American, and they bring her in the caucus. What if she said she was black? Would they put her in the, you know, the African American caucus? <laughs> no. Well, that's what this this convention has been so far. It's been just total gaslighting. It's daring you to believe what you see, and it's right. incredible to me. I mean, if anything, Donald Trump gets a bump out of this convention. This thing with uh, Monday night, the first night of it. The first image many Americans saw, let's say you live and work in somewhere in Philadelphia or somewhere in Wisconsin, you know, a factory worker who's still out of, out of work, you know, um, and the, the virus is tanked and your, your factory's screwed and et cetera. And then you see this guy, Billy Porter, dressed in like uh, in curtains, it looks like, <laughs> sing a song like the anthem of the 1960s and, and treat it like it's... They're, you know, they're minting, they're, they're bronzing the riots going on outside as if it's something good. It's overlaid with the 1960s and they're treating it, it's like the same thing. And, you, and they, behind them, all these, all these Black Lives Matter uh, pictures going on and all these protest pictures happening. And then all you're seeing is like, if, all you're seeing is these pictures of people in Seattle and the streets getting the crap beat out of them. Down the road in Philadelphia, if you work there, the crime is through the roof. You don't want your family going in there anymore or, or to enjoy, you know, can't enjoy restaurants anyway. And then you see Democrats pretending that this is a great thing, you know, for, for, for history. 
and using the 19th. That was the most. That was the most bizarre thing you'll ever see. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. It was at the end. Evan Langoria just says, you know, thanks for joining us, and I'm not even sure why she was there other than she looks good. And there's some, uh, you know, when you have to march out, John Kerry and. Oh. Uh, and Amy Klobuchar. I think maybe, the networks. I maybe you need some uh, as, someone who's aesthetically pleasing. But. I think the networks cut out of it, by the way. Like it, it turned into a big social media thing, and probably more so because it looked like the most ridiculous public access thing I've ever seen in my life. But it, it, I think that a lot of the networks cut away from it. I don't even think it made. You know, yeah, but probably, it went viral. Uh, maybe yeah. right, may and, and I know CNN and MSNBC covered most of this live. They are doing their, you know, carrying the propaganda. Not correcting, you know, the lies that uh, that various people like John Kerry told. They're not correcting his lies, but um, that bizarre video, Billy Porter, in that, you know, wearing a dress and singing um, "Buffalo Springfield" was and celebrating the rioting, celebrating the rioting. Yes. You know, a day after that, poor guy uh, in in Portland had his head kicked in. Still in the hospital. The manhunt is on for the guy who kicked him. I know Alex Reamer chooses to ignore this and, and, and pretend it's not happening. Alex Reamer and, you know, Gerald Nadler and others pretend Antifa isn't burning Portland. If you haven't seen it, again, I say this every morning. you got to follow Andy No Today, they burned this building. They set this building on fire, and there's no cops. There's no firemen. You just see the curtains go up. They're burning Portland for 80, 80th straight night, something like that. It's uh, We'll see more of that next week. The Republican convention will put some montages together about the anarchy uh, and make sure everyone knows about it. But somebody, I want to know who. You, you're a political guy, Shattuck. Who, who would make that call? Obviously, Joe Biden's not making any calls. Joe Biden's not even picking his own VP. Joe Biden went out uh, after at the end of last night, went out. After his wife made this pre-recorded uh, speech, um, he stepped out and said, "Hi, I'm Joe Biden's wife." Again, he said he's <laughs> Joe Biden's wife. This is on tape, on tape. They just must have had like ten cuts and tries, and just said, "Okay, we give up." Yeah, that was, that was It's it's cute. It's folksy, but who decides to have Billy Porter? Do lip sync Buffalo Springfield? Who is in charge of that? Well, that wasn't a one-off. It's been standard. That's the theme of this convention, is that this is a revolution. This is a social justice, woke revolution, and this incoming administration is going to be a woke administration. They had the choice to go with Kamala Cop, and they said, no, we're going with woke Kamala. And if you, Jerry, if you're so lucky as me and you've been watching even the breakout caucuses happening all day long before the big stuff... Here's the LGBT caucus. Oh, Why can't this is folks good. imagine a world without the cops? Why can't folks imagine a world um, without prisons? Why can't people expand their imaginations to include community care, to include an abolitionist future? Um, and I'm talking about like for real, for real abolition, not just watered down DNC version of abolition. Um, we're talking about abolishing the police. We're talking about abolishing ICE. We're talking about abolishing prisons. These are the policy points being discussed. Right. I, I saw this one that got that went viral to some extent, and I I tweeted this out, and it's a, and I'm serious about this. Help me out. I like to understand things, even if they're you know, even if it's my enemy, these crazy left wingers, even if they will destroy the country. I want to understand what they're thinking. I've heard many explanations of what they're going to do when they get rid of cops. They're going to send social workers, you know, to crime scenes. Social and the guys. A drunk guy's beating up his wife or kids. They're going to send a social worker with a clipboard to knock on the door. Right. 
That'll go well. That'll go well. But that's at least <clears throat> at least they're trying to explain to me what they're going to do. What happens when they eliminate prisons? Because that's more of a novel concept in my idea, in my mind. And I tweeted this out. It's dead serious. What happens to murderers <clears throat> and rapists and Roger Stone? I mean, the real evil people, the real <laughs> bad apples. What happens to, you know, Zarniev and Paul Manafort? If there's no prisons, where do these evil bastards go? Well, I mean, Zarniev is a is a brother in the cause. I mean, he was he is absolutely on point and uh, was ahead of the curve, wasn't he? Blowing up, you know, the city. Totally, the systems and the oppression. How many times they shot at him? By the way, if you look at that, the manhunt. Good point. Good him, point. He went to this country. We did not embrace him like we did not embrace, forsooth, many people. Jerry, you probably didn't realize this, but the, Bill Russell had a hard time when he was here. No. Yes. No. It's true. In in Massachusetts, there was. So, what happens to the guys who trashed Bill Russell's house? Seriously, when you have no prison, mm-hmm. where do you put them? And I asked the question on Twitter, and I got a bunch of, you know, sarcastic answers. No real answers. Can you give me a real answer? Where does a murderer go if there are no prisons? I think they would say that these murderers have been created by systems that are controlled through white supremacy that have have been strewn with systems. Okay, what if it's a white guy who kills a black guy? Where does Derek Chauvin go if there's no prison? Uh, you can't answer I, me, well, can you? Well, I, I assume, I'm trying to, to uh, lobby on behalf of my client, Jerry. I assume that they, uh, that there's a tribunal. <laughs> I, well, no, you know what? Um, Antifa has uh, security forces. You've seen them. Right. I, I was waiting last night for the delegation from Chaz or CHOP. You know, they went around the country and they all uh, threw their support behind yeah. uh, Biden. And I didn't see the delegate from CHOP. Did you? No, the warlord system of justice, actually, is something that could be could be implemented if we really need to. But yeah, no. But also that, that we just heard from the LGBT uh, caucus and we were told that, you know, men have to be able to use bathrooms along with little girls because trans people are being murdered in the streets. Right. And so it's for their safety. So if these if trans people are being murdered in the streets, I assume you'd want a security force. I don't get it. I assume that this is something that's taught, Jerry, in Ivy League classrooms uh, with uh, critical race theory classrooms, and probably you and I can't fathom the, the level of thinking. But here, let me I play, can't. Let me play I one can't more cut there. This is the DNC Youth Council. Um, because we understand that this future that we all want, that we're all trying to build, um, really is about the destruction of colonization, white supremacy, and capitalism. We must, uh, we must really move away from these uh, systems and these frameworks if we really want to live in a future that does have a regenerative economy and um, does enable liberation and equity for our communities. Um, this is definitely something that we all want to push forward. And so our hope and our, our dream is that we do push forward Green New Deal. Um, we do understand that, you know, there is the Green New Deal, the AOC uh, marquee policy that um, many of us have become accustomed to. So this is, these meetings are happening right now. These are and, wall-to-wall and- Marxist creative sessions. And and someone, some I don't know who it is, who's the, like the Podesta of this ticket? Who's behind the scenes pulling the strings, you know, telling Kerry go out there and lie, telling, you know, uh, you know, telling Billy what's his face to do a dance. Um, and I don't know who's choreographing this, but they must be like, please shut up with the Green New Deal or with the get rid of the prisons because 
the Republicans are watching, listening, and we're going to hear all this next week. That's it's tough for them to um, play down the image that they're being controlled by a bunch of absolute America-hating radicals. For one reason, one reason above all others, it's true they are. You know. Secondly, um, AOC didn't follow orders. If you missed it. We told you AOC was going to speak for a minute. She spoke for a minute 40, I believe, because she is a rebel. And she endorsed Bernie Sanders. <laughs> that could not have been part of the plan for for Joe Biden and, and you know, Joe Biden's wife, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Biden's <laughs> husband, Joe Biden. That couldn't have been part of the plan. I mean, it, it it's 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 been reasonably entertaining. But can you imagine how much better this would have been live if they oh. had to let AOC speak live, not knowing what she's going to say, I mean, if you had to let Joe Biden go out on stage and you know hug his wife and 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 say what he said live, he would have tripped and fallen, and and it, it would have been absolute uh, uh, comedy uh, for all of us today. But unfortunately, it's all taped and all pre-recorded and all choreographed and. They still couldn't get AOC to play along. They still couldn't no. get the face of the party to endorse the candidate, which was amazing. She is, I'll give her that, she is a loose cannon. She is, yes. her, 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 you know, she's nuts and she's stupid, but she's a her own woman. They could not get her to reach out and uh, reconcile and 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 endorse the candidate. Right, and then Democrats uh, went scrambling after that to say, no, no, that's procedural. It's just part of what you do here. You know, it's also you could also just say that you endorse Joe Biden as well, but now we're supposed to believe there's this extra context. No, oh, AOC, when she said that, that's a procedural part of this thing. And it's like, uh, if you say so, but it sounded a lot like she was endorsing Joe, uh, Bernie Sanders. But there, it's the she, fa- she did, she did, and she's ripping the media. I watched it. I mean, that's exactly what she did. Now she's saying. It was procedural, and NBC News is lying about her. You know, the media is just so tough on her. But she's denying that she endorsed him. I don't even understand had, what you're talking 60, about. You were allotted 60 seconds, and you supported Bernie Sanders in that moment. Like, that's case closed. <laughs> you she didn't mention Biden's name. Yeah. She didn't say his name. Yeah. Can you imagine I mean, the work that's being done right now to his speech? You know, he probably gave his, his speech five, six, seven days ago. Can you imagine the surgery right. that they're doing on that thing? And the cuts they're making, the CGI that's probably involved to make all the edits look smooth. Because if you if you watch the Cardi B thing and you see all the edits they did to that, that was that was stunning. And they still couldn't clean it up totally. You, you actually brought up, you brought up a good point, Jerry. I mean, last last cycle, and it makes sense now. Like I can't tell you a lot of the campaign staffers on the on the Trump squad this go around because the known names are all part of the administration now, right? But like I literally have no idea who Biden's campaign manager is. I have no clue. Well, keeping right. in the spirit of, of uh, Bill Clinton, it's Chris Dodd is running the Biden show. So, <laughs> so in the Me Too era, we have Bill Clinton speaking and Chris Dodd running the show. I guess we know why Clinton was speaking, which was amazing to me. Think of the people who, and I, and I want to get back to AOCs. When we can play, you know, like half her speech. It's it would be thirty seconds. <laughs> but, uh, Think of the people who've been canceled in the Me Too movement, the people who've just, you know, whatever, said something wrong uh, about a woman, the people who've been uh, uh, ostracized because, they, you know, were, were too handsy, the Chris Matthews of the world. Chris Matthews 
was accused of you know saying stupid stuff, right? It was saying whatever that uh, you know, the, the telling telling some woman she was attractive and had nice legs or something. He's a creep, no question. Bill Clinton is a one hundred percent rapist. We know that, and child molest. I mean, the guy was uh, uh, accused two weeks ago. You know, witnesses on the island said he was with you know underage girls. He was on the Lolita Express, the, the plane to the pedophile island, 26 times. He was there. He, we have photos of him getting a massage from a sex slave, from a victim of Jeffrey Epstein. On that day, he's out there speaking about how, uh, how, how, how Trump has soiled the Oval Office. <laughs> you can't make that up. I mean, I know you're probably on, on to something when you say Chris Dodd's in charge, but... That is amazing to me that they couldn't just say, we're pulling the plug on Bill Clinton, perhaps the most notorious pervert uh, in, in, in the world. When you think about it, this hell, we mentioned Harvey Weinstein. This is a good friend. Yes. <laughs> and even speaking at the DNC, uh, they can't, I mean, it was 20 minutes long. It was at home and he looks terrible and he sounds terrible. He doesn't sound like he's got much spunk left, but... Why yeah, can't they the just words. pull the plug and say, you know, we're we're in this Me Too era. We're not going to allow this. We're not going to accept this. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I know he, since nobody's in the building right now, but why wouldn't Anthony Weiner be in there? I mean, <laughs> yeah, good question. He just why he not? messaged girls, and, uh, underage girls, and sent them pictures. I mean, that's benign compared to the, the, the all these people in the Me Too era. That's nothing compared to yes. what, what what Bill Clinton's done. Nothing. He's he's the worst. I mean, not. I mean, not Bill Cosby. I don't think he's drugging them, but Bill Cosby's in prison. Weinstein's in prison. Anthony Weiner went to federal prison for years. I think it was three years for texting girls. This pig, Bill Clinton, was forcing himself on young women. And there he is, you know, the party of Liz Warren and Amy Klobuchar and Kamala Harris and all these strong women. There, there he is in the middle of it, speaking about how how uh, Trump has uh, brought uh, ill repute to the Oval Office. It's yeah. just we're, 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 seeing picture, we're seeing pictures go viral. Bill Clinton getting a massage from one of Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, you know, sex mm-hmm. slaves. And at, at every dinner table in the country, they're talking about the Postal Service. You know what I mean? Like right. it, well, it, it's just, we're living in just the craziest well, that's time. The question is that what people are talking? Is that what suburban women are talking about when they see that that Bill Clinton has a speaking role? You know, in in they see all these other people who are essentially lauded i think that uh, that these suburban women that trump needs back uh, are being driven away and uh, they don't like this you know see i think that i think they can do this because of trump trump can't go to the you know you're a sexual deviant card because they'll just and i do this on twitter all the time you mention someone like Clinton or, you, you know, you name it, Chris Matthews, for that matter, and immediately get, what about Trump? What about Trump? What about Trump? That's the only response, which is, I, I guess, effective because Trump's, you know, been married three times and been with many women and, and you know, they let you grab him by the pussy and all that. But wouldn't it make more sense if you're the Democrats to cancel Clinton, say we're the party of you know, women and empowering women, we're not, we have no place for these pigs you know, look at them. They have they have Trump. We don't have Clinton, but and yet they can't. They can't do it. They can't say Hillary Clinton is an absolute monster who went after, who had you know who worked the uh, bimbo eruption squad and went after her husband's victims. I mean, that is 
pretty serious, and yet they, they refuse to do it. They refuse to turn their backs on the Clintons, even though everybody knows they are wretched, horrible people. Right. In the last big comprehensive interview that Joe Biden has was with Cardi B, and I think that her hit song... There's some what in this house? It is a hit. Whores. I don't know. You would think that there's some whores in this house is mildly demeaning to uh, to women. And Jerry, we were talking earlier. I'm. I think. I don't know, but I think from college. Uh, I, I think that those snakes in the video are a metaphor. Really? Yeah. yeah. And you think you think the. Uh... Mm, the touching, the, the petting that she does with her uh, sidekick there. You think that's uh, good family entertainment? <laughs> oh, God. That's, you, you remind me. Yeah, it is good family entertainment because guess whose daughter absolutely loves Cardi B? Oh, snap. Yours? Really? How are you doing? Hi, buddy. How are you? How are you? The name's I'm, Joe. Well, hello there, Joe. Uh, as a matter of fact, why don't you meet my daughter? The love of my life, the life of my love. She's a fan of yours. Hi, a, how are you? This is Ashley. Good, how you doing? You know the I'm nickname she gave her father when she was growing up? She'd call me Joey B. So yeah. we may be related to something. Yep, yeah, Cardi B and Joey B. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I just okay, to say hi. A huge fan. She's, a, she's uh, 39 yeah. years old, Jerry. Ashley Biden. <laughs> It's a huge this, this is this is amazing because uh, and we talked about this yesterday with Reamer, who you know defends everything that that Biden does and everything that you know Bernie and AOC do. You know that he denies like Antifa's uh, trying to burn down the country. But anyway, you can't defend this that the guy who's running for president, the guy whose convention is going on right now, will not answer a question from the, his friends and his fans in the mainstream media. I mean, he won't answer a question from, you know, Jim Acosta or, uh, you know, Don Lemon or Anderson Cooper, any of the, these people who adore him, who want him to win more than, than he wants to win. And yet he will sit down with this absolute skank, uh, Cardi B. Oh, and if you don't, I mean, watch the freaking video. It's incredible. This very, is a very, woman. She's a very sexual woman. It's, uh, that doesn't make her skank. Just a sexual woman. That's uh, I'm sorry. That That is the definition of skanky, that video. <laughs> definition. And uh, I'm going to guess, you're talking about the suburban housewives. I'm going to guess they might be a little turned off by that video if they were ever to see it. But Oh, no. My wife loves is, that song. She's loving that. We play that. We blast that with our kids around in the house. Yes. Yeah, so we set up yeah. the, the Zoom meeting, and uh, my wife's usually <laughs> humming whores in this house. I just want more stricter laws that is fair to black citizens and you know it's fair for cops too if you kill somebody that is that doesn't have a weapon on them you go to jail you know what if i kill somebody i gotta go to jail you gotta go to jail too wow that's... hear that noise she made at the end at that what point what is that she barks <laughs> i don't know maybe dave knows she I makes, don't know, but it's, she uh, makes noises. Yeah. But if you watch that answer and watch Biden try to understand what she's saying, because he doesn't comprehend what she's saying, he goes from being confused to utterly horrified when she finishes it, and then she makes her noise, and he looks terror. He looks like he's watching Tower Two come down. He looks absolutely <laughs> terrified. He's, I mean. For, for a normal person, like a, you know, a normal, lucid person like you, 
young, you know, young guy with kids. It's bizarre that she, listening to her, watching her, watching that video is bizarre. This is not somebody that you would expect a presidential candidate to sit down with. And I know Barack Obama did the interview with the, the that broad in the, in the tub with the with the with the Fruit Loops. You know, he was she was in the tub with the uh, milk yes. in, the, in the cereal. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a new low. So I guess his 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 guy, you know, his his hero, Barack Obama, has stooped this low. Uh, before, but Obama, you know, knew who that was. I think he knew what he was doing, and Biden doesn't know what he's doing. Someone told him you're going to sit down with this pop star, this this absolutely incoherent moron, and you are going to answer her questions. And if you're whoever, Chris Hayes, if you're the you know Washington Post writer, Ann Linsky, or one of these. Uh, that that guy Phil Rucker, you're sitting there going, well, "What about me? I'm, I love you, Joe. I love you like you know. I adore you, and I have some softballs to ask you. I want to ask you how enchanted you are about the process, <laughs> and you won't talk to me. You won't take a question. I want to ask you how wonderful has Kamala been, and he won't answer them. Biden, but let me tell down. you something. When you have kids, my age, uh, like the one my age, two years old. Your schedule never go as planned. You know what I'm saying? I, I, You're telling I me? I got four kids, five grandkids. Come on. I'm an expert. I think his Hold counting on. was off, among That's, other things. That, 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 I mean, if, they, if we had an honest press, people would see that and hear that. That is amazing. That is, again, the 77-year-old, almost 78-year-old presidential candidate, the, lead, the, the leader right now in the polls, saying he has five grandchildren. He has seven grandchildren. <laughs> That should be disqualifying, shouldn't it? And again, I defended him on Twitter because when you have a scumbag like Hunter Biden as a son, it might get confusing at times. But how many people do you know? I mean, my mother was in the throes of dementia badly. She knew how many grandkids she had. She knew that. She didn't know much. You know, she didn't know, you know, where she was at times or, 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 or you know. Uh, what day it was, but she knew how many grand. This guy doesn't know how many grandchildren he has, and he is the candidate, the favorite, to ascend to the Oval Office in a few months. So I actually have one more cut, Jerry. This is another interview Biden did yesterday, another long form interview he did with uh, Tom Hanks, and um, so <laughs> Biden just decides to decides to just. You know, give say this little ditty about uh, about uh, something that happened in the recent past to Hanks. I became a public defender, and I used to have to inter I used to have to interview my clients down by the train station, Amtrak, the Northeast Extension, the Northeast Corridor, and uh, and I thought that before they were arraigned, and uh, forty years later to the month in January of uh, 2018, uh, I found myself in a circumstance where, uh, I mean, excuse me, 2012, I found myself standing in the same spot I had stood 40 years earlier. And I didn't intend that. I was looking, I was waiting for a train to come. I was looking out to the left of my view was southwest, southeast Wilmington, which had been burned to the ground. So where are we in the story so far? Well, well, he's had two guesses on when he was uh, he became vice president. He's wrong twice. He hasn't got it right, right yet. He doesn't know when he became vice president. He doesn't know how many grandchildren he had. He doesn't know his wife. 
from Philadelphia, a guy named Barack Obama, on the 17th of January to take me to Washington, a trip I've made a thousand times. In 2012, for his second term, he was still taking the uh, taking the train from Delaware. Uh, so I, I guess he's expanding. Now he's done an interview with Cardi B, who is uh, an admitted... Uh, a former stripper who admitted to drugging and robbing men. That's what she, and this was not a hundred years ago. This was a couple of years ago, drugging and robbing men. She admits it. And she was a stripper who said she had like $35,001 bills in her apartment. By the way, <laughs> so how, she was good at it. How much a perfect anyway. match.com match for Hunter Biden is she? <laughs> then the, I don't know. Those fingernails would get in the way. Wouldn't they? How does that work? I, I mean, would, she, I wouldn't, I want, wouldn't want her to, you know, ca gently caress me. It would hurt. But um, so she, he does an interview with her. It doesn't go well. As you can see, if you've seen the video, he doesn't know what is going on. It is a very confusing time. And then he does an interview with, uh, you know, Forrest Gump or Captain Phillips. He, he must have been confused with that, too. Does he know? Like, did they tell him, why are you sitting down with Forrest Gump? Well, well Hanks was a, was a campaign fundraiser. So it wasn't, like, it wasn't an interview request. I think he raised like a million bucks like, uh, within 24 hours of doing that interview with Tom Hanks. So. You know what's strange is I wonder, I look at this and I can't believe that that's, people are voting for him. Even smart guys like Tom Hanks are saying they just must be thinking the whole time they're watching, the whole time they're interviewing him going, this isn't going to work. He's not. He's not coherent enough they know it they don't care they hate trump so much they think you know kamala's really the the nominee biden's just this placeholder will probably get to you know march or april i was thinking this last night watching jill biden and she did well she followed the script she was in her classroom she said all the things that they told her to say she didn't screw up um which is hard to do it's on tape um but i don't think she's a good a good wife I, I, I don't think, she, I mean, she knows. She was in the, they were in the Oval Office many, many times. They, they know how stressful that job is. They know it's not a job for a guy who is almost 78 in cognitive decline. They know he would be better off at home playing with his six, five, four, three, <laughs> twelve grandchildren, whatever. They don't know how many he has. But this is not a job for a man this old. This is not a job for a man this compromised. She knows that better than anyone, but she wants the power. She wants to be first lady. She's not looking out for the best interests of her husband. I'm sorry if that's insensitive, but that's a fact. I mean, it, it could be because, I mean, I have I think that she's a pretty decent person, I think. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously not in good shape out there, and he's in duress. And if you see that uh, that interview, he's it's cut and edited so many times, you can imagine where his mind was going or if where he physically was going. Who knows? But it's possible that the party said to them, what's left of the party said, we need you this one time because we've got a, a, a panel of crazy people running this time, Joe, and right. we, need to, we need to win this thing. If we're going to get those Trump voters who went from Obama to Trump, we need them to come back, and you're the only one who can do it. And so he just shuffled, he nodded his head and breathed out of his mouth and said, okay, I'll do whatever you want and, me to do. And again... I get they got lucky. I mean, the, the virus is meant everything to them. I met, I said this in April, and it still holds true. They're rooting for the virus. They need the virus to continue to be a major problem. You saw that with Clinton and Kerry talking about it. It's it's a lie. They know we'd be worse off if Biden were president than if Trump, because they know Biden wouldn't have put the travel ban on China or on Europe. 
they know he was downplaying the virus long after Trump was taken it seriously. But so what? They're going to use it for all they're worth. And they are the, the luckiest break they've gotten besides, you know, the virus coming here from China is the fact that they have to do this virtually because all these people, do we think that Kerry and Clinton would have been able to get through those speeches if it were live in front of a huge crowd? These guys, their best days are behind them. And I know this is kind of a tired old question, but what is going on with Kerry's face? What makes it look like that? Is that, is that, I don't know. I mean, you've had a lot of Botox, Shaddock, so you would know. Yeah, this doesn't Um, just happen, Jerry. Is that injections? What, What makes your face look like like melting wax i'm more concerned with who's telling you that that's a good idea i mean he used to be a guy with a funny big chin and now he's unrecognizable but these people are so vain it's been biden's one of them you know he's these people are so incredibly vain. well so the president's one of them too so i don't oh, know no question i mean they all have the fake choppers those uh, big, i think that i think that's a mix of like your, to your point botox and then just also like just He's clearly unhealthy and exhaustion and just like it's it's a mix of everything. That's with makeup. Can you imagine what he looks like when he's, you know, rolling out of bed and going on the on the beach in Nantucket? I mean, he he looks terrible. And it is amazing that you march out perhaps the biggest failure as a secretary of state in my lifetime. Just a disaster. You march him out to criticize Trump for his foreign policy decisions and you march him out to say that the world is doesn't respect us anymore? Uh, did the world respect us when this fool was delivering pallets of cash to Iran? I don't think so. I don't well, think that's a, a winning hand. Jerry, we owed that money to them from the Shah, from the uh, Islamic right. Revolution mm-hmm. in 1979. Remember how front of mind <clears throat> paying Iran back for the Islamic Revolution was before that. Obama said it to the press with a straight face. No, that's money we were owed them. We were owed them through a broken transaction with the Shah. And the news and the media said, oh, okay, we owed it to him. It's not as if we gave him. It's so crazy, the lack of, lack of coverage there. And but, but this has not been a good year for Kerry because Trump killed Soleimani. And that is... That's true. His friend Soleimani killed him. And, and, and then Biden goes on talks about a Trump uh, been uh, soft on terror. Trump's been soft. You know, I mean, he killed Soleimani... He, I don't know about eliminated the caliphate, but uh, certainly inflicted some major damage. That's not a winning card for them either. But I don't care. I don't care about foreign policy. I don't care. Our streets are burning. I don't, I don't care. Uh, I want to bring troops home from uh, Afghanistan and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want them. I don't want to have these numbers of troops in Germany or Korea and certainly not Iraq. Bring them all home. Do it before November 3rd. It is the ultimate winning issue for Trump. I ask this all the time. I don't know why he doesn't do it today. Who's against, other than Liz Cheney and a few uh, neocons, you know, Bill Crystal? who's against bringing troops home? Who's against it? Well, there is an argument to be made that Pakistan is running uh, militias through Afghanistan and that they could create another another, uh, stronghold and eventually hit us well, again. Fine. If they build those camps again, you bomb them again. That's all. Uh, that, that, that war should have lasted three months. It's now lasted friggin' 19 years. It's insane. Right. And I, I, mean, I think it would be the ultimate bump in the polls to have visuals, have a video of the troops leaving that hellhole and come and landing here in the U.S. and hugging their families. What a great visual. I have confidence, not necessarily in Trump, but in Trump's team. I like the fact that they're going to have Nicholas Sandman, Nick Sandman is going to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rooting for the kid. I'm, 
I'm glad that's on tape because I can't imagine being 18 years old and making a speech at the convention. That's a good move. I think that that candidate, I know you've seen the video, you guys have seen it, that Baltimore, the one running for Elijah Cummings' seat, uh, Kim Kasich, whatever it is, Kaki. Yes, yes. She she has the greatest political ad I've ever seen, just walking through the 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 rubble of Baltimore and saying Democrats have abandoned you know the black community. She's black. She's she looks good. She sounds good. She sounds confident. She must be a speaker next week if they're paying attention. Get her up. Get her on on board. Get her, get her fame. Make her famous because she is a great candidate. I don't know if she's going to win because again it's the inner city and people are. People are masochists in the inner city. They, these people have failed them time and again, these Democrat mayors, these Democrat city councils, and they just keep voting for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, AOC's back, you know, uh, uh, Elon Omar won her primary. Uh, these people are going nowhere, even though they have completely failed the inner cities. But well, I, I wonder how what to say Monica Cannon it. Grant feels about that candidate, Jerry. <laughs> or her friend. Do we know what her friend Great. feels? There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Can you imagine living oh. in the in the neighborhood in Minneapolis and being a lot being a black person, a family man with a family and working hard and just wanting the police to come back because nothing's safe anymore for your kids. The crime rate has has gone through the the ceiling. The the businesses are destroyed. There's no cops around and having social justice activists applaud it. Billy Porter dance around awkward clunkily in con- a congresswoman comes out and says on the weekend that we all saw in you know except Alex Reamer we all saw that poor guy in Portland get kicked in the head uh, the manhunt is on for the guy who kicked him uh, I think they're actually going to arrest him the cops are actually going to get involved here but on that weekend you have my congressperson the lunatic Ayanna Presley Ringo comes out and says we need more civil unrest we need more violence that's a congressperson. There needs to be media. unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. <laughs> if that were some Globe columnist, should say, what a nut. I mean, they're all nuts, but that's a congressperson. Right. Some of our constituents had, you know, had businesses go under during this lockdown, during this uh, you know, unrest, a time of unrest. They're losing businesses. They're losing restaurants, jobs. And she says, you know, we need more, more Antifa, which brings me to this point, And it's a total... Uh, failure. Un- you know, unfortunately, the Democrats have the media in the bag, in the tank, and you, you get very little coverage. But it's been two nights. It's been whatever, eight hours. I don't know how much has been televised. Two, three, four hours. Has anybody who has taken the stage, is anybody who's made a speech condemned Antifa or Black Lives Matter? Anybody? No. Um, although I don't you think would think so. No. I mean, you. You would think Michelle Obama had a really good opportunity. You know, she polls, her poll numbers are huge through every community. People love her. She's in, intelligent. But no, all, she didn't. She, you know, attacked Trump. You know, while just after somebody, a, a, a young woman accused Trump of killing her father, Michelle Obama said that we go high while they go low. And then the right. media said, wow, Michelle just threw elegant shade at Donald Trump. Elegant shit. I love that. Uh, Tucker Carlson says, we know there are limitations to the First Amendment. There are two. You cannot yell fire in a crowded theater, and you cannot ever criticize the sainted one, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, who, and quickly on that woman who said Trump killed her father, 
who died of coronavirus. Her father was 65 years old, fat, and got the virus at a karaoke bar. Right. So I would love, I would love to know exactly how Trump's responsible for that. But Michelle Obama, the most offensive thing she said, and the thing that she should be criticized for, was she mentioned, you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and then she said, and countless others. Uh, black, innocent black people killed by police. So the war on cops from the left continues. You're not, you should have to explain that. You could say that, but you should have to back it up with some facts. It's a lie. She is lying. There is no war on innocent black people by the cops. The war is against the cops right now, and everyone knows it, but I guess she's trying to fan the flames she's trying to incite their base to hate cops even more it's disgusting she, she there was nothing classy about her speech right and you would think that somebody from the south side of chicago who would probably still have ties to the community oh, you would, please you would think, ties to the community can you answer me this shattuck yeah you're you're a pretty smart guy reamer couldn't do it i'm god knows colony couldn't do it uh he's he's too busy making his own tiktok videos at five in the morning, uh, which is I I'm, I I know tip my cap I couldn't do it anyway. Yeah, wake me up, go on. Wakes you up, right? Yeah, it builds, builds my energy. Out with this shit. Going. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, we'll get to that. I, I, I'd like to hear your uh, hear your explanation, but help me out with the shattuck. So she does her speech in her mansion in Martha's Vineyard, the the eleven twelve million dollar estate on the water that she bought off Wick Grosbeck, Celtics owner. So she's in Martha's Vineyard for the summer, or for the rest of her life, for that matter. She's living a good life. She says she hates politics, and then she does a very uh, hard-hitting, kind of dark political speech. She did it two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, the biggest news story in the entire cycle, of the political uh, story of the summer, her uh, Biden naming Kamala Harris VP, that happens I've been in journalism. You're you're in journalism. Sometimes you have to rewrite a story. Sometimes you have to update a story. They tell her, or she finds out, she learns, uh, Kamala Harris, first black woman on a ticket, is the choice. And she doesn't update the speech? I find that so bizarre. And nobody, again, you're not allowed to criticize her. It's, it's, unco- it's against the law. It's unconstitutional to criticize the sainted one, Muchel Obama. Mm-hmm. But why the hell wouldn't she want to update the speech? It's they got they got a million editors and good video people. She could have just said, "Great choice, Kamala Harris. Finally, a woman of color. You know, blah, 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 inclusive and all that crap." Why didn't she do that? I, well, I I think that she that both she and Brock have no time for this ticket, no time for this Democratic Party. They got what they wanted, and I, I think they look at this ticket and they they want no part of it. They don't want this biden's uh, ticket to shape their legacy so they did a one-off i think she said this is it you get this now and you're right it's it's so incredibly uh, off of the news cycle and it's it's old news and there's no shelf life to the thing you would think that she'd want to sh- you know throw some elegant shade at trump for kidnapping all the mailboxes or something because that's in the <laughs> news now but but no she wants they want no part of this thing i, I don't think is, they, um, is barack tonight is that barack tonight yeah. right yeah yep. yeah so, barack speech again it's all choreographed i mean he's one of the great teleprompter readers of all time if you made him do a speech on his toes it would be a mess but he can follow a script um like all great actors he can read a script play a part it's just going to be trump bashing right that's the only thing that 
Obama, they don't care about Biden. They certainly don't care about Kamala. Um, he's just going to come out and say, orange man, bad, right? So it's a, it's a good question, Jerry. So does he go surgical? Does he try to hit Trump in saying that uh, the, I've had that job, I've sat in that seat in the Oval Office, and this guy's not up to the task, and it's going to get worse for, with COVID and other things that come down the, the pike? Or does he try to go huge yes. and inspire people and, you know, have a barn burner of a speech that inspires people? And if he does the barn burner, then that's going to eclipse whatever Biden does. Of course, it's hard to do because there's no crowd anyway. But good point. It's going to be it's going to be a tough, uh, a, an interesting question for him because he can't do too well because you don't want to see Biden shuffling over to the microphone and uh, barely edited, uh, you know, I mean, uh, overly edited. When Obama's going to could give a masterful performance, but I think Obama, I I, I think he, I would give anything, anything to see Biden do it live on Thursday, and he won't, and he can't. But God, that would be great to see him. Come that is going to be the longest pre-recorded session of video making in the history mm -hmm. of of production. It's going to take him. Uh, how long will his be? Will it be an hour, or will it be? Is that I don't know. It's a good question. They've been nice and short. Like Clinton was twenty minutes, and Joe yeah. Biden was twenty minutes, which is. Uh, and and AOC was a minute forty two, which is which was great. Um, I'm not sure how, how long it'll be, but it'll just be all you know platitudes and lies and I mean typical political speech. Trump bashing and how bad Trump is and how the world hates us and all that. But if he doesn't, you know, if it doesn't literally piss his pants, the media will be fawning all over and say, finally, you know, alternative to Trump. You know, all that stuff about Biden being senile all overrated all you know uh, false and inaccurate and he, he isn't he wonderful they, i mean not only are the speeches already written the coverage is already written i mean that's the problem with a virtual convention yes. nothing's there's no news i mean even uh, even the stuff you're you're playing from these caucuses these crazy caucuses about eliminating the cops and eliminating prisons and the green new deal i mean they have to allow these nut jobs i mean their hero bernie sanders Got a chance to uh, you know talk about all the, the the his extreme his radical positions. They have to throw a bone to the to the crazy lefties. They're important, right? And if you if you look at the you know the, at least the broadcast media, the elite broadcast media, what were they on to yesterday when they could have been talking about you know the LGBT caucus and the youth council talking about dismantling democracy? No, they were uh, attacking Mike Lindell, a pillow salesman. <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, and 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 Joy Reid was advancing the mailbox conspiracy because she said when she got the job, Joy Reid, this noted homophobe, uh, Joy Reid said she sent thank you notes to people who congratulated her, and some of them didn't get there for like four weeks. So that means Trump is trying to rig the election. It is incredible that they just they'll just make stuff up. But uh, what did, I mean, Mike Lindell, obviously. Uh, is a uh, is an enemy is an enemy. He's evil because he loves his country and he created jobs and he hired people and he invented something and he, you know, wrote his wrote a book uh, about his life. Christian what did he expect when he went on CNN? He's a Christian too, Jerry. Remember? Oh, good point. So, he wears that cross. He always has exactly. that cross. Exactly. And worst of all, the, you know, three days ago in Milwaukee, another one I know very well. He's the single greatest ad buyer in the history of the world. And he also happens to make a very good product, his pillow. I use it. When I sleep well, I'm using his pillow. 
And these suckers are about to fall down, but that's okay because I know him very well. Mike, Mike Lindell. Mike, thank you. Oh, no. You don't do that. You don't do that and think that you're going to get uh, survive an ep- a, a segment with Anderson Cooper. Jerry Gain here. This is all going to be. Sir, I that's not people. true. I want to help people. That's not true. You're you're going to make money from this. You're on the board of this company. You've taken a financial stake in this company. I asked me last company. week to go on the board. There's no. Yeah. There, if this, so you know, that you could go out and promote because, it because you're willing to promote anything because you you, even if it doesn't work. Yeah, no, that's not true, Anderson, and you know it. I don't know. You probably well, sleep I, I, out of my pillow. <laughs> yeah, no. the, uh, uh, well, sir, I, I, I don't, I I don't not, actually. I don't even I, know who you Secretary are. I don't think Secretary Carson. I don't think Secretary Carson. He doesn't even know who he is. What a snippy, snippy lapdog Anderson is. You know what is going to be wild? I've said it before. If there's a vaccine like in October, won't that be wild? The entire mainstream media will will mobilize forces against it. We'll try to stop it. <laughs> if there's a yes. vaccine, and there probably won't be, but if there's a if there's a uh, you know therapeutic that works, that's going to give a bounce to the president, they will do everything to to uh, to discredit it. It will be wild. I mean, obviously, you'll I'll be watching Fox, and they'll be you know telling you the truth about it. But these nuts, Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon and Joy yes. Reid, will be saying it's snake oil. It doesn't work. Well, I mean, they don't they don't want. To stop this virus till November 4th and that's a fact right and this is the virus that only can be traced directly to Donald Trump as far as they're concerned he was directly responsible for the deaths <clears throat> he tried to give people false hope they say which is usually a good thing for a president you know you want to tell people that you know even though the, the troops are uh, over in Europe that someday they'll be coming home and will be victorious etc but no you're right about that meanwhile uh, Cuomo Andrew Cuomo is given He's not considered culpable at all for the 33,000 dead. The, the coronavirus still exists, and his book's already done. His book on how that is to be- amazing. I'm telling you, that is going to be one of the great fails. This book, even even the left wing. I mean, they know he's a liar. They know he's the worst example, the worst leader. The, I mean, the, the, he is the face of mismanagement of the coronavirus we know the numbers went over them yesterday Thirty-three thousand dead in new york if it was its own country new york would be like fifth in the world in deaths it's and mostly because of him because of the the governor who signed an order on march 25th putting coronavirus patients in nursing homes killing eleven thousand or eleven thousand plus senior citizens and he goes on the convention uh on his you know pre-recorded speech and says we did it right. It is beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> it's the most tone-deaf thing I've ever seen. And now he says he's got a book, and even the even the crazy lefties can't support him. He's so just so vile. He's, he's so book. vile. He's got posters, too. So he's got a whole Post- line of merchandise and How I Defeated Coronavirus merchandise. But just for a refresher, per 100,000 uh, people, the number of deaths per 100,000 people in New Jersey, leads with 179. New York is next with 169. Then Massachusetts, 128. Connecticut, 125. Rhode Island, 97. So there's your top five. And it, these are the states that are considered models. People are so happy, so happy that, that Charlie Baker has been has been castigating people for trying to return outside a little too quickly at, on the booze cruise and a bunch of lifeguards oh, and, and Chatham. 
And don't forget coming down hard on the hotel that had a wedding where people danced. The bride and groom, after exchange vows, they had a dance, and Charlie came down hard. I mean, you can't have no dancing. No dancing. But I don't know who the, what the market is, who the customer is for a book by Andrew Cuomo about how wonderful he is. I, don't, I mean, that is so tone deaf and so just well insensitive. I mean, the families of the victims must just be nauseated by this guy. It's just sickening. Well, you don't think that the same people from Melrose and Wakefield who got on one knee and put it up on Facebook and Instagram, you don't think they want that book in their coffee tables just to show no, people I don't. how good No, they I don't. Are? I mean, I think they, they tolerate Cuomo because, you know, they hate because he's on their team. But it's simple. The problem Cuomo has is very simple. There's an actual document. He signed it. He ordered patients in nursing homes. The resulting carnage is just unfathomable. More than 11,000 seniors murdered by this man, and he's writing a book about what a success he was. And, by the way, the Democrats allowed him to say that during their convention. It's just mind-boggling. Right. Incredibly, you know, tone-deaf and insensitive and... It's hard to defend. I mean, even I, they'll try. MS, you know, NBC and the Washington Post, New York Times will try. Uh, but it's too simple. We know what he did. We know the death toll. We know the victims. We hear from you know, Janice Dean and others about what a monster he is. And he wants people to read his book about how great he's done. Even, <laughs> even take, take that fact out of the equation. We're giving fucking shit to Tom Brady for trying to help people from a health standpoint. This guy's using a pandemic to sell a book. Well, he's supposed to be, you know, helping the situation. So it's. I know, and he's already did. He's already done it. It comes out in October. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just mind-boggling. The, the Cuomo's are just vile. The whole crew—they're just awful, awful people. So remember, but, uh, Jerry, that thing destroyed and went through New York, destroying people in nursing homes. You know, killing over thirty-three thousand people between in late or early April to mid-April. The subways in New York were closed on May 6th, I think. Right, right. And they were cleaned on like in June <laughs> for the first time ever. And, and the comfort ship was empty and the Javits Center was almost empty. He is the, a monument to incompetence. I mean, the best thing you can say about him is he's stupid and incompetent. The worst thing is, is he's evil. He, you know, he, he knew what would happen. He did it anyway. I mean, the guy is just a monster. Right. And he's and, writing a book and bragging. It's and just, he still calls it the European virus. It's still Which, the by the way, uh, can you imagine if Trump did that? Trump said, we knew, I mean, obviously it came from a lab in Wuhan. We know that. And he says European just because he wants to disagree with Trump. And it's, it's not from Europe. We know that. If Trump ever said European virus, people would be killing him for insulting our allies in Europe because they, did, they didn't do it. It wasn't them. <laughs> it's just incredible. I can't believe New Yorkers vote for him, but and vote for that guy, but hell, how can I speak? I'm from Massachusetts, and we vote for Liz Warren, you know, and, and people are going to show up next week and vote for Joe Kennedy or, or Ed Markey. I mean, I don't, uh, it's, it'll never make any sense to me, but I want to get to a couple other things and, you know, kind of predict what's going to happen tonight. Mike, I'll give you one quick prediction about tonight. The end, Chelsea Manning's going to come out and sing Procol Harum. What do you think? <laughs> it's going to be like beautiful. It. Come out and address and sing, uh, you know, some uh, some Uriah Heap or something. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe Crosby, Stills, and Nash. They'll do Ohio, Four Dead in Ohio. Uh, but first, 
Shea Concrete. This is for you homeowners and home builders. Did you know Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course it did. I've been telling you about it for a while. I'm going to tell you again. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old stair, old steps, or an old home, Shea has great values for designs for any home, for your home. Available in concrete or you can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. I told you before, bluestone. That's my favorite. Check it out. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home and increase its value. More importantly, it's an investment. You're not throwing this money away. You're investing in your home. In most cases, they can remove your old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com, where you can also look for a job. Shea is always hiring. Things are going great for Shea Concrete because they're a great company. And people love them. So check it out, shakeconcrete.com, or just uh, send your resume. If you're a CDL driver or you want to work in any of their four plants, send your resume to jobs at shakeconcrete.com. All right, a couple other things, Shattuck, a couple other things. Um, I, I don't like the chances of the Charlotte Hornets announcer to, to survive this controversy. <laughs> it is the most bizarre um story of cancel culture in the cancel culture era we know about the sacramento kings i'll never forget that story the sacramento kings announcer who lost his job for saying all lives matter and he did it in a very humble and kind of uh sympathetic way he was trying to reach out and show that he cared and he said yeah black lives matter i think all lives matter and they fired him the players rose up and they fired him for saying all lives matter Using that standard, I don't like the chances of Charlotte Hornets play-by-play guy, John Falk. What an unfortunate name. <laughs> F-O-C-K-E. John Falk. Yeah. Tweeted out uh, a thing about the game, the, the Nuggets um, jazz game. And he, instead of Nuggets, instead of Nuggets, he used the N-word. <laughs> he wrote about the jazz and the N-words. Uh. Um. My, my question with that is, and I'm not, uh, I am moderately tech savvy, but if you type, yeah, you over, like, does the iPhone remember words that you type? So when you type other well, words, I saw, that. I saw that theory on Twitter. That, okay. I saw that on Twitter. His tweet was shot making in this jazz N word game is awesome. Murray and Mitchell going back and forth. What a game. First of all, what a, what a mindless tweet. I mean, I guys, guys do that. The tweet, what a game. Um, but the, someone had that theory on Twitter that this is why he's not going to survive and why he's guilty is because it would have corrected it unless you'd used it before. Now, yep. obviously, he hadn't used it on Twitter, but if you use it in in text to your friends and it pops up, does that is that why it didn't correct it? That that's a that could be a good theory. That's the first thing that came to my mind. I I have to I feel like that is not the case. But uh, that would be strange that the Apple <laughs> software would uh, would autocorrect to that word specifically. So whose fault really is it? Is it Apple's fault or is it his fault? Right? So, I don't know. If you say uh, it, you know, it was a mistake, it was a typo, obviously it was because you would never send that out, right? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't. No human being would send that. Even if you used it with your friends all the time, you wouldn't. Tweet it out because, hell, it's going to cost you a freaking job. 
So, um, by the way, this is the best example probably of Twitter needing an edit button for the love of God. I know you've kind yeah. of turned it into a gimmick, Jerry, which is calling yourself an idiot when you do a typo, but th- they need an edit button because he could have solved that in five seconds and have a job. You know, like he saw it. He probably did it in the moment and his like just instinct was to click send. And yes, he knows he's screwed at that point. You know, and I guess I guess you're thinking, um, you know, people have to believe me that it was a mistake. But what if that is true that you mentioned about um, uh, uh, that means he's typed that word before? (laughs) So I once once typed and I referred to somebody in a tweet as a donkey and it. (laughs) change the d to an m and i caught it before it went out but that would have been the swift end of my career had that gone out and i stay away from donkeys or any other thing at all i I stay away from entire universes of words now just in case twitter decides to uh, help me out with what it thinks i'm trying to do and he must have he must have deleted the tweet as soon as possible but you know that it was screenshotted by many people and he must have known right away, my life is over. I mean, he can't. In this day and age, again, where they're firing play-by-play guys in his same league, in his same business, they're firing guys for saying all lives matter. You can't. You can't survive this. Well, I, I, just tried to, I just tried it. You know, it's not the safest thing in, in this world to do this. But I just, <laughs> in, in replacing the U with the, with the letter I, I just tried it. And uh, that word does not come up. So I so at least I'm He's clearing a, my name right now. I'm clearing so my you typed name. N, you typed N I G G E T. Yes. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Dave. And what what you, happens? Yeah, is it and then I let it auto pop. Yeah, auto populate. Does it change it to nuggets? Uh, yep. Nuggets is right in the middle. Or not? I have uh, I have nugget nuggets. And uh, uh, now tweet. See what hey, happens when you tweet Russian that. Russian oh, that's right. I think I'm good. This. I think I'm good. Yeah. Is, is, um, so I don't think I don't think poor John Falk. I mean, the Fockers was a made-up name for a movie, right? This poor guy's yes. grown up with the name Fockers. I'm, I feel bad for him just for that alone. But, you know, he's apologizing, say it was a mistake. I didn't mean it. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, earlier today, they made a horrific error, he writes, mm. while attempting to tweet about the Denver-Utah game. I don't know how I mistyped. I had no intention of ever using that word. I take full responsibility. I've been sick to my stomach ever since. I'm truly sorry. I apologize to those I offended. I made a horrific, I made a horrific error. I used that. I used that word in private text messages to all my friends and family. But I mean, but I didn't mean for it to get out publicly. Is um, uh, you know what? I, I I believe him. He's in the NBA. He knows right. he can't even use right. that. Yeah. We can't even think yeah. that word and ever survive. Right. Is uh, is but, Robert Lee allowed to take his place, or is he still? canceled no he's still you know he can't no i mean that i always think that that when they write the final definitive work about cancel culture you know what would be chapter one and it could be there was um, espn it will be half the book because espn's the most pc you know uh, cancel culture uh, um, advancing outfit there is and they removed the guy from a broadcast in virginia because his name is robert lee <laughs> Right, he's <laughs> an almost guy. as dumb, almost as dumb as the tennis announcer that lost his job because he said that uh, somebody, I think Serena Williams or somebody, was using guerrilla tactics, meaning like right. guerrilla warfare, coming up, attacking, going back. I mean, and they fired him because they said that it could have been interpreted by. An, I think he sued. He had a heart attack and blamed ESPN and sued and won, which he should have. But ESPN, uh, you know, the top ten examples of. Uh, cancel culture run amok. ESPN's involved in like half of them. Yeah, well, I mean, tell me something. Would 
If that announcer said that unlike Hispanic people who are very diverse, black people are more of a monolith, would that would that get him fired? Well, it depends. Is is he a good uh, Democrat? You know, does he uh, is he the only hope they have of defeating the orange man? Then no. I mean, it, it's true. Biden's got a long list of things. I mean, he said the N-word on the floor of the Senate. It's on tape. You can see it if you want. He was quoting somebody, but, you know, and he supported Robert Byrd, and he said, uh, you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I mean, right. there's say a long black. list of things that it, it, should have that thing decent to say, people. And to say that the black people are all the same, remember, he said that Barack Obama is special because he's the first clean, clean. articulate. In other words, all the rest... Those are all the same, not clean and inarticulate. We've got a different one here, which is very odd because unlike Hispanics, blacks are all the same. So this has been that, a running... That's true. And it, with, with Biden's problem, it's all on tape. You can, I mean, they'll be playing it. The Trump campaign will be playing it, saying that Obama's the first articulate and clean. So that means like all the other blacks, like, you know, Jesse Jackson, who ran for uh, president, they were all, what, dirty? Or were they unclean? What's what's he saying? It's, I mean, he'll never get asked about that because God knows Cardi B doesn't know about that. And, you know, Tom <laughs> Hanks is is on the team, so he's not going to get asked about it. Uh, but it is. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and a nice looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook. What, what is he? I mean, I understand articulate. Jesse Jackson wasn't particularly articulate. Uh, and, you know, others who ran, Al Sharpton, not particularly, uh, uh, you know, clean or good looking. But what, is clean, what does clean mean? I mean, I, I went in the men's room with Al Sharpton. He didn't wash his hands after he went to the bathroom. So I agree with him on that. But what does it mean when you say the first clean African-American? Why did you go in the men's room with Al Sharpton, Jerry? In the D.C. It was in the D.C. airport. I was with Dino, in fact, John Dennis, in fact, and uh, not in the men's room, but we were flying somewhere, Super Bowl or somewhere, had a layover in D.C. I think we were flying, uh, I forget. And he came in the men's room, went in the stall, came out of the stall, just like, uh, what was the guy on Seinfeld, Poppy, who did that? Yes. He made pizzas, and he went in the bathroom, didn't wash his hands, and they couldn't eat the pizza. Sharpton went right from the stall, looked at himself in the mirror, and walked out. Didn't wash. Yeah, I know a lot of people who do that. By the way, you do? How, yes, unfortunately. A lot of them in radio, too, Jerry. Um, uh. How? Uh, by the way, who the hell is Joe Biden to comment on somebody's somebody being articulate? <laughs> or good-looking. I don't know. Right. It's a good question. It's a good question. He has a long history of, uh, shall we say, clumsy comments, uh, awkward comments on race, and I think we'll be hearing or seeing them I mean, they'll be censored, of course, on Facebook and Twitter, but they'll be on, uh, you know, on cable TV commercials for sure. Um, I'm not a big uh, boycotter. I don't, I don't remember ever calling for a boycott of things like. I'm not going to, you know, get into that. That's mostly left wing stuff. When you boycott this business or try to stop this business from advertising, but tell me what, what good it does for Goodyear tires Goodyear an all-american company you think of Goodyear I think of like auto racing I think it's a, a NASCAR that will say Goodyear on the side and Goodyear's policy this kind of broke yesterday and it upset a lot of people on the right that they um, they have a policy for their uh, employees 
that they're allowed to um, um, wear, you know, hats, shirts, or, or uh, um, advocate for. They came up with a list things that are acceptable for their employees to advocate. Black Lives Matter, of course, God knows. LBGT rights. Things that are unacceptable, you're not allowed to say blue lives matter, all lives matter, or you're not allowed to wear MAGA attire. Now, this is employees. This is like factories, tire stores. And you're not allowed to say all lives matter or blue or wear a MAGA hat, but you can wear a Black Lives Matter hat. This went viral, and a bunch of people on the right uh, started uh, calling for a boycott. I mean, and again, I'm not a – I just – that. Makes me uncomfortable. But what the hell, what is the goal? What is the purpose of doing that if you're Goodyear? It's to um, it's to avoid phone calls from people like Al Sharpton who are going to shake you down and right. demand, um, essentially demand allegiance and you to pay your, um, or the tithing, I guess, is what that is. <laughs> The t- that was another story, by the way, speaking of tithing. It was in Louisville, Kentucky, I believe, where BLM demanded uh, that each business donate, you know, 1.5% of their profits or something like that. And a couple of businesses went public and said, we're not doing it. They said, uh, you know, you don't care about black lives if you don't give us money. They're demanding protection money from businesses in certain cities. Again, won't get covered, you know, won't get exposed, but... Uh, that's part of the plan. That's part of the uh, operating, uh, you know, their, their standard operating procedure. Yeah, we've well, kind of done, we, we've kind of done the guessing game the last few weeks about how people are going to respond to all these social issues in the public sphere. Like we keep saying, oh, the NFL, the fans aren't going to like this because their audience is more conservative. I'm kind of thinking the automotive industry, especially when you get down to like. You know the the little like repair shops and things like that. Right. Like you know, I'm I'm pretty sure if you read the room, uh, they they're not uh, these aren't the people that should be getting that award. You know what I mean? Like Matt who, Matt Walsh got that. I saw him tweet it out. He he got that from somebody who clearly uh, supports Trump, and I think that's a trend in that industry. Well, yeah, uh, aren't the auto parts places are the first things that burned down in Minneapolis? And also now right? you've got as part of Black Lives Matter, BLM, not Antifa, as part of Black Lives Matter. You have these protesters now going into neighborhoods and literally shaking down people who are having, like, eating a Caesar salad in their backyard. Give us your homes. Give us your home. Oh, that was a great one. Demanding. You are living in a historically black neighborhood right now. Do you know that? Do you know that before Joe White last came here, this was all black people? Do you know that? And he goes on to demand, they go on to demand that they give them their homes and money. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to be first to say, I, I already did. I did. I went on ahead and my keys. I, you know, I asked if I could have time to pack. They said, no, they want everything inside it, too, all the furniture. So I said, okay, you know, because I don't want to be accused of, of meeting Black Lives Matter, the term Black Lives Matter, with derision, which is what... Michelle Obama said she can't believe people have met the term, the words Black Lives Matter, with derision. What if Black Lives Matter is demanding I give them my house? Can I meet them with derision, Muchel? Would that be okay? I'm telling you, right now, all the you know lefties, all the Dems are praying that these people don't, you know, these Black Lives Matter lunatics don't uh, cross the line before November 3rd. After that, who cares? Burn the world down. Doesn't matter. But 
they need them to cooperate, get on board, and they're not doing it. You know, they're not doing it. They are, you know, they're continuing to burn and 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 riot and uh, demand people give them their homes. Did you see the candidate? Uh, he's a candidate for the state house in Minnesota, who went to the uh, the home in Hugo, Minnesota, and started screaming at white people. Yes, he hates white people, and there were like kids in the lawn watching him. It was just insane. The guy's his name's John Thompson. He's a candidate for the house. He's been endorsed by the governor, and he's an absolute lunatic. But and those are the people that they just would like to keep under wraps for three, four more months. Um, good right. luck with that, because. You know, it's still nice. It's still hot. It's still good uh, riding, looting weather, and they're not uh, showing any signs of slowing down in in the north, in the northwest at least, in Seattle and Portland. But no, no. But anyway. I mean, we've seen. You know, that's been filtered through. So the show that we're seeing this week is those people going into neighborhoods and demanding and terrorizing. You know, the the locals. You know, Billy Porter showed us what we're supposed to feel about that. You know, the clunky <laughs> dance and the Buffalo Springfield and all that stuff. And that's what they're betting on. Democrats are betting on, on that. And I think, to a large extent, it'll work because, you know, the guilty conscience white people are stuck in their houses with just their psychotropic drugs and, and uh, you know, brownie-flavored wines and, and are hiding in it. And you can't – and there's one thing you can't do in that circle is admit you don't hate the president. You know, admit – if you say – it's like admitting you, you know – believe in god or something in those circles they look at you like you're insane like if you went to church you know if you uh if you say i you know think trump's done some good things they look at you like you're some kind of space alien you can't admit that so they're at least you know they're hoping biden for the next two nights you know keeps this going keeps this well choreographed show going you know i i look forward to i don't know uh Maybe, maybe you know, RuPaul will come out there and sing some Woody Guthrie tonight. What do you think? <laughs> I think RuPaul's been canceled, actually. I think RuPaul, oh, really? yeah, somehow he screwed up on the intersectional chart, and he might have <laughs> pushed back against the LGBT or something. He's RuPaul's in trouble. He's not different Ooh. enough or something. I'm not, I'm not sure. Right. It's, they, they only allow people, you know, real people who have no uh, skeletons, which is why Bill Clinton was the speaker. Last night, tonight, Barack Obama, we will hear from Barack Obama and uh, a whole bunch of, uh, I think Liz Warren gets to speak tonight. So the, uh, not just limited, she was not just limited to the Indian caucus. She gets the big stage tonight. You can hear that screechy voice one more time. Um, I'll be watching. I, I admitted that. When they, when they said Clinton speaking, on the day we saw him getting a massage from a sex slave, I said that that's one of the great promos. You know, that's better than, you know, the Super Bowl promos. I said, I got to see this. I got to watch this. And he looked terrible. He sounded terrible. It was not effective. Right. And uh, I guess he's, you know, he's the patriarch right now. They had to give him his 20 minutes. Oh, for both uh, just Obama will look at something much better. He'll just do a you know, 20 minute hate, hate session of uh, Donald Trump tonight. But uh, we'll be watching and uh, recapping tomorrow anything else shattuck well nothing just on clinton i mean this is the this is the democratic national convention and this is about team building for democrats but bill clinton historically mostly sexually assaulted democrats so you would figure 
between wanting to Broderick, Broderick work for the Arkansas Democrats. And, like Paula uh, Jones. Kathleen Willey was, uh, you know, was in the circle. Yeah, it's Paula Jones, exactly. I forgot about her. That was one of the more benign attempts, actually, now that I think about it. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Obama does. I think so far this has been a campaign ad for Donald Trump. All right, thanks, Shattuck. Tom, Tom Shattuck is the host of the Burn Barrel podcast and uh, media critic, editor, writer, whole son. Uh, we appreciate it, Shattuck, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks to uh, Shake Concrete and Allied Paving TCU, um, and thanks to Hydrant, my new favorite uh, uh, drink after working out, after running, I get Hydrant with Hydrant. Thanks to everybody for listening, for rating, reviewing, and thanks to you, uh, Conan. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we'll uh, do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't know. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.